Happy Easter! Welcome back to Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Each week, our ministry team will read through and reflect on the Mass readings for the upcoming Sunday. Today, we're looking at the Mass readings for Easter Sunday, Mass of the Day, uh, April 4, 2021. You can find these readings at usccb.org under the Daily Readings tab at the top of the page. Be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform so that you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. Let's go ahead and read through the readings for this Sunday. Our first reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak and said, You know what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man God raised on the third day and granted that he be visible, not to all the people, but to us, the witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commissioned us to preach to the people, and testify that he is the one appointed by God, as judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness, that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 118. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. The right hand of the Lord has struck with power. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And our second reading comes from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, do you not know that a little yeast leavens all the dough? Clear out the old yeast so that you may become a fresh batch of dough inasmuch as you are unleavened. For our Paschal Lamb, Christ, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with the old yeast, the yeast made of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Our gospel is from John chapter 20. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran. But the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. But they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Go ahead and pause here to 
to take a minute to reflect either by yourself or with those uh, gathered with you on the readings. Think about what's interesting, what stuck out to you, questions you might have. We have already had a chance to do that, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So I think for me, the emotions of the disciples when they showed up at the tomb and it was empty and just like what they felt that morning. You know, I try to place myself in their shoes um, and kind of what experience they were probably going through and it was probably like a full range of emotions that just kind of like went through of like disbelief and like probably some like sadness and probably a little bit of an excitement of like, oh, something new's going on. Um, but just total uncertainty um, because they were so, I'm sure, confused um, that what had been left there were just the burial cloths. Um, and like how they were really going to like process all of that at this point because they really had no idea what was going on. Um, and then I'm sure sitting around and having a conversation of being like, well, before he had said this, and before somebody said this, and somebody else said this, like, let's play, like, investigation and, like, put all the pieces together. Um, because, like, as it said at the end of the gospel, they didn't understand the scripture um, from what Jesus had previously told them. Um, so, yeah, just I can just really can't imagine all the emotions that they were going through. Um, and I'm sure we can relate that to, like, various... Um, experiences that we've had in our own lives um, where you just run through like a full range of them of what is going on yeah that's one of my favorite ways to like reflect on gospel readings is just trying to put myself in the shoes of the people like in the stories I'm like I'm, like, I'm a very visual person so that's mm -hmm. something that helps in it kind of going through like the different parts of this gospel reading and being like you know, why did Mary show up to the tomb early in the morning? Would I have done that? You know, would I have been someone who hung around and wanted to be there every moment? Would I ran the news? Would I have, like, just kind of, like, jogged over there and been like, this is weird? Um, and then at the end of it, you know, they didn't understand the scripture and kind of trying to think, like, what would their conversations have been like after that? What kind of conversations would I would have had after that if this is truly what I believed? Um... And so it's just kind of sometimes like really fascinating to put yourself in their shoes and try to like really visualize how you would react in certain situations and how you might want to change how you act. Like sometimes I'm like, maybe I wouldn't run up to this situation. Maybe I would actually like be like, maybe that's super weird. Maybe I would run away from it. So there's, there's a lot of things here that can be talked about. Um, one thing that I've always, or I heard about a couple years ago, um, which I hadn't connected to the second reading until you said that just now, Chelsea, um, was, so the, so Peter and we believe it's John, um, which is how John the evangelist always refers to the apostle John, who might've been the same person, um, the apostle that Jesus loved, which is awesome. Um, so Peter and John both run to the tomb and, um, I love what you said earlier too, of like at the, that whole last sentence is like, and they had no idea what was happening. Um, but John sort of did because, like we said just before, he had he had um, been closer to Jesus than the rest in a way, which is kind of cool. But the thing that I really like here, the detail I mentioned, is that um, they run in and they see all the burial cloths, um, and the one that had covered his covered his head uh, 
was not with the other ones, but it was rolled up or folded up uh, separately. And that seems sort of arbitrary and like an unnecessary detail, but um, I haven't done a lot of research into this, but I've heard that that was a tradition among um, masters and servants in uh, the Hebrew culture at the time where a master, when he was eating, his servant would be watching from a distance, and whenever he balled up the napkin and just kind of wadded it up and threw it on the table, that meant he was done. But when he folded it up and walked away, that meant that he was coming back, um, which I think either way, like even either way he had done that, I think that's just awesome that he took the time to leave that little hint there um, as a reminder that he he's back and also he's still coming back. Um, and just the reminder that even in that moment, like right as he rose from the dead, he was still aware of the people that he was coming to serve uh, and people he had just saved and that he was still going to give them little signs that they would notice in those kind of ways. Um, so even though he had just done the most amazing thing in the history of ever, uh, he still remembered how he had grown up and he still remembered what Peter and John would have seen and he still remi remembered that um, you know, we're, we're all just uh, sinful people and that we still need him. And so I, I just... I just always love that. Um, just love that part of the story. And I think that goes back to the first reading that we have today, right? It talks about um, the the twelve being witnesses to everything that Jesus did in uh, Jerusalem and how he healed people who were oppressed by the devil. But it also references back to that by saying that um, you know we ate with him, we drank with him. We were, we were with him for all of those things even after he rose from the dead, right? So it references back to that again. And I also, I, I love this, um, I love this version of Peter. Uh, that probably sounds kind of weird, but so we have different accounts of Peter as um, the rock, but Jesus calls him the rock on which he's going to build his church, but then he also calls him the rock as in the obstacle that's in my way of fulfilling my mission. Um, you and I talked recently in one of our reflections that we've been doing for Holy Week of Peter was the person who walked on water, but he was also the person that lost sight of Jesus and sank. Um, Peter is hiding and denies Jesus. And then after denying Jesus, he, it even says that in the readings that he was with the soldiers and slaves who arrested Jesus, and he's standing by the fire with them. And then he denies him, and then he goes and he hides. After even striking one of the slaves, he still hides. And at the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, they're still hiding. They're still waiting. They're still afraid. But as Acts of the Apostles unfold, they understand exactly what he says here, that he commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. And to him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. I think Peter gets that probably better than anybody else. The forgiveness of my sins, the times that I denied him, I've been forgiven for those things, and now I have to preach the gospel to all people. The reality being that Peter gets it now. And I know we've like totally fast-forwarded from what happened on on Good Friday to Easter Sunday with this reading. Um, but as you go through the Acts of the Apostles, you really see the story arc of Peter kind of unfold of B 
being in denial, being scared, being afraid to the Holy Spirit has come upon him and now he's ready. He's out and he's preaching the gospel and he, he's ready to, to live uh, the mission that they were called to with uh, the idea of being fishers of men. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for Sunday Scripture today. Be sure to join us again next week for Divine Mercy Sunday. God bless.